Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, and today I want to move away from our theme for this year around here and what I know I've mentioned on the podcast, uh, falling in love with Jesus by falling in love with Jesus' people. And so far this year, we've spent a ton of time on building togetherness and camaraderie within the group here. We've talked through that Greek word koinonia, uh, talked through some it's okay to not be okay and leaning on people in these moments where we're not. Uh, we've talked about compassion. Um, you know, we, we've talked about listening to people, all things other people, right? But as we move off of that for this week, I've been thinking, man, what about those times when it's just you or it's just me? What about when I am alone? And nobody is in the foxhole with me. Because honestly, as great as people are in helping us through stuff and helping us through our mess, ultimately, you are the one that has to do it, whatever it is. You are the one that has to decide to fight the fight or to quit through these never-ending struggles in life. You see... I think this is a big one here because we are people in today's day and age where we want someone else to do the heavy lifting for us. We want someone else to fix our problems. We want someone else to fight our fight. In fact, sometimes the very mess I've put myself into, I pawn off onto someone else or I run from the very things I know I need to face. But as bad as we might desire that someone else fix it or someone else fight it for me, as hard as I try to pawn my junk on someone else, as badly as I want to run away from it or deceive my way through it or lie it all the way gone, and sometimes I do, ultimately, you are the one that has to face it and fight it. Now, I'll say before we start and get too far into this, that yes, you have God's help. And yes, you have his hand in whatever life throws your way. But even though he's right there with you, you've got to do something. And the key word here today is you. You are the one that has to do it. You are the one that has to fight that fight. And sometimes you are the one that has to muscle up and get after it, whatever it is. You are the one that has to do it. Now, there's this really incredible story that falls right in line with everything I've just said here. In Genesis chapter 2, this exact thing happens for a man whose name is Jacob. And if you know his story, then you likely know that his life was this never-ending struggle. And, and most of the struggles were of his own accord and his own doing. He had uh, been a con artist, a, a liar, a manipulator. Uh, in many ways, he lived up to what his name actually meant. 
which is deceiver. And as you go back, you can read of this promise that God gave him that out of him, Jacob, would come a great nation through whom the whole world would be blessed. And yet still, Jacob was a man that was so full of this instinct to lie and to cheat and to deceive, to run. He was full of fear and anxieties. And we can read that perhaps the biggest thing that he did that sent him on a long run away was that he deceived his father Isaac into thinking he was his older brother Esau in order to receive the eldest son blessing before he died. More on that in just a minute. But long story short, Jacob runs from there to his uncle Laban, and he finds some trouble there, and so he runs again. And now it's not just his older brother Esau that's after him, but his uncle Laban as well. And so all of this mess, all of this struggle, all of this stuff that's on Jacob's plate that he's created comes to a head. And so it is in Genesis chapter 32 that Jacob, as he's on this run away, he sends his family and he sends his belongings across this river. And we read in verse 24 of Genesis 32 that that night that he did that, Jacob was left alone. He's left all alone, nobody else in the foxhole with him by a river. Now, this is a pretty curious read because for a man that was so used to running from problems, a man whose instinct was to lie or to deceive, he doesn't do that here. We read that there's this man or this angel, this divine being thing that shows up and Jacob wrestles with him until the morning. Listen in on this, beginning in verse 24. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. And when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh. And so the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. And then he said, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But he said, I will not let you go unless... You bless me. And in verse 27, it reads that he said to him, What is your name? And he said, My name is Jacob. Now, that's a pretty interesting question there in verse 27 because Jacob was asked this same question, What is your name? not too long ago. Remember, his father, who was growing old and not knowing when he would die, called on his son Esau to go out and to hunt and prepare a meal for him. And when he got back, he would give Esau his blessing before his passing away. But you insert the deceiver Jacob, who plays the part of Esau, brings his father a meal, and his father asks, Who are you? What is your name? And Jacob's answer is, I am Esau. Literally the same question we see asked of him here after this fight with this man by the river. What is your name? And I want to propose to you today that it's at this moment that there seems to be this major turn in Jacob's life. That he finally comes to grips with who he is, what his name is, 
what his identity really is. And so he answers, my name is Jacob. This is a really cool story for so many reasons, because honestly, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm Jacob. Like the weight of what I have become and what I've done and all I struggle with leaves me in a place where I'm alone by a river with no one else and I've got a choice to make. Do I keep running or do I man up and I come face to face and fight what it is that I'm going through? And that's what Jacob did for an entire night He does the opposite of all that he's ever done, and he wrestled with this man. And the coolest part is that he prevailed, but he didn't come out unscathed. We can read that through this fight and through Jacob's prevailing that the socket of his thigh is dislocated. That's a pretty brutal injury, if you ask me. And we can also read that as the sun rose and after Jacob's encounter and and blessing, and now a new name, which is Israel, that he walked away limping on his thigh. You see, for your 44 today, not only is this a story that is of you being the one that has to do it like Jacob did, but so oftentimes we put off and we put off and we run farther and farther away from the stuff that we know we need to come to grips with because we're afraid of how bad it'll hurt. And I think by way of making some application here for us, can you imagine how much worse than a dislocated hip it could have become for Jacob had he continued to run and to deceive and to lie and not faces issues and his problems head up. Your encouragement here today is this. Ultimately, you are the one that has to do it, whatever it is. You are the one that has to fight, so fight. And when you do, don't expect to come out squeaky clean and injury-free. There may be some bumps, some bruises, some scars, but stop running and fight Because you are the one that has to do it. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I love you. Now, go eat.